rated mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to the Patriot Angle Podcast. A show about America's truth. Unhinged. Unfiltered. Raw. Your host, Mike Gardner. They were going to physically destroy the university. Why did you negotiate many times? Negotiate? What is to negotiate? What is your home? The university is a public institution. That's right. But the university, its own community, and for the community of Berkeley that live around it. All of it began the first time some of you who know better and are old enough to know better let young people think that they had the right to choose the laws they would obey as long as they were doing it in the name of social protest. I'm sick and tired of the argument about whether some effort to enforce law and order is going to escalate anything at all. Plain truth of the matter is this has to stop, and it has to stop like the day before yesterday. I would like to propose that the issue is that on the campuses, you, who are adults, you who are entrusted with those young people and their guidance, have a responsibility to make it plain to them from the very beginning that you yourselves do not tolerate the kind of conduct that has led to the burning of Wheeler Hall, that has led to two murders on the campus of UCLA. You've created an atmosphere where no one wants to listen. You are a liar. I have read and I have been questioned since I've been here about certain demonstrations against my coming. And I would like to say just one thing, and to those who demonstrate so. I wonder if they have ever asked themselves that if they should have the kind of government they apparently seek, no one would ever be able to do what they're doing again. Anything, And I have a feeling that if you check closely on some of the more militant of those leaders who are advocating violence, you will find that if you settle whatever issue it is that has them worked up today, they'll be back tomorrow morning with another issue. But I think the time has come for them to make a choice and to decide whether they want to continue to even tolerate these false prophets in their midst who are, if anything, destroying their own community. I don't think that taking to the streets and rioting and disorder has ever solved anything or ever will. Those who would trade our freedom for the soup kitchen of the welfare state have told us they have a utopian solution of peace without victory. They call their policy accommodation. And they say if we'll only avoid any direct confrontation with the enemy, he'll forget his evil ways and learn to love us. All who oppose them are indicted as warmongers. They say we offer simple answers to complex problems. Well, perhaps there is a simple answer. Not an easy answer, but simple. If you and I have the courage to tell our elected officials that we want our national policy based on what we know in our hearts is morally right, we cannot buy our security, our freedom from the threat of the bomb by committing an immorality so great as saying to a billion human beings now enslaved behind the Iron Curtain, give up your dreams of freedom. Because to save our own skins, we're willing to make a deal with your slave masters. Recently, in some places in the nation, there's been a disturbing reoccurrence of bigotry and violence. If I may, from the platform of this organization, known for its tolerance, 
I would like to address a few remarks to those groups who still adhere to senseless racism and religious prejudice. To those individuals who persist in such hateful behavior, if I were speaking to them instead of to you, I would say to them, you are the ones who are out of step with our society. You are the ones who willfully violate the meaning of the dream that is America. And this country, because it's what it stands for, will not stand for your conduct. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition to the Patriot Angle podcast. Hope you all enjoyed that uh, that little brief sound clip here into the show. Uh, does anybody remember the famous words our of our uh, President Ronald Reagan? Does anybody remember those words? The famous speech that Ronald Reagan, when he reacted to the differences between peaceful protests and violent rioters. Well, doesn't that have a lot to do, or does it have a lot to do with it now, as it did in the 80s? Folks, are we seeing a repeat of what happened in the 80s? during civil unjust are we repeating the 1980s or is the 1980s repeating of what's going on now (laughs) a little bit of both right Ronald Reagan uh, did not uh, appreciate the uh, the so called protesters or violent protesters then and you know what's funny is or what's not funny I should I should explain that you don't see that from the radical left you don't see the reaction that once our great Ronald Reagan seen that you that you that you, that you see with the, uh, the 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 radical left because they don't react to that. They actually more more or less they more they, they encourage it. It's terrible of, of, of the times that we see today. Just terrible. And you know the differences between our former president Donald Trump and our then former president, Ronald Reagan, is there is a lot of similarity between the two presidents. Ronald Reagan was protested just like Trump. Presidential historians are seeing that. Very similarities that both presidents did not appreciate the violence, the muggers, the just the the votest activity in this country. And when will it stop, folks? When will it stop? When will it stop? Well, we don't know. Hopefully soon, right? The world may never know, folks. With that being said, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after these words. Welcome to today's show, guys. (laughs) 
Hey guys, this episode today is brought to you by Spotify. Spotify, guys, head over to Spotify and you can find this podcast, the Patriot Angle Podcast on Spotify, as well as thousands upon thousands of other podcasts uh, such as this podcast. Uh, Also, uh, if you're into regular music, you could find music on Spotify. Spotify, guys, is just a cutting-edge music and podcast uh, platform. Uh, head over there, guys. Uh, you'll love it. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. Sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and our honoring our Constitution are are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I will go and take Trump out tonight. Interesting to me uh, to see Democrats um, who once disparaged, who ignored the violence, I should say, all of a sudden caring about it. But let's not forget um, what they said previously. Speaker Nancy Pelosi downplaying the violence rocking U.S. cities, ignorantly saying people will do what they do. Uh, Jerry Nadler, when asked about Antifa, he said that that was a myth that's being spread around Washington, D.C. It's not a myth. In fact, an Antifa individual took the life of an innocent Trump supporter in Portland. Um, You have Rep. Ayanna Presley saying that she wanted unrest in the streets. Chris Cuomo saying, show me where it says protesters are supposed to be peaceful. I'll give you an idea, Chris. It's the Constitution. Don Lemon saying, quote, the rioting has to stop, Chris, as you know, and I know it's showing up in the polls, it's showing up in the focus groups, it's the only thing right now that's sticking. So now all of a sudden, 90 days later, I from this podium have talked about law and order. The president has talked about law and order repeatedly, but because the polling has shifted, um, now it's time for the Democrats to deny what they said previously and all of a sudden focus on law and order. Um, I'll leave you with this. That's like the arsonist blaming the firefighter. Without a doubt about it, folks, without a doubt about it, what you are seeing in this country is downright mayhem, arsonist, chaos, destruction. Words cannot explain. They can only explain how far in depth they go. Folks, we are seeing craziness beyond craziness in this country. I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would see the violence in America. And the Democrat style of them handling it is disgust. It's embarrassing. And where does our democracy go from here, folks? Where does it go from here? It seems like violence in this country has gone a lot worse. It has gone a lot worse since Donald Trump has left office. Sure, there was violence when Trump was in office. But the violence, folks, has been taking to extreme heights that we've never seen before. I'm telling you right now. If this type of government not only controls it. It doesn't get rid of it. 
Folks, you're gonna. You're, I'm telling you right now, you're gonna. You're gonna see images in this country you've never seen before. And I'm. I don't want to scare anybody. I do not want to scare anybody one bit. Because it's. It, I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm just trying to warn the people out there in America that the violence is going to continue if this type of government influences it. And we are seeing it every single day from this radical left, democratic machine. That's in Washington, D.C. Folks, this is this is bad stuff. This is very, 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 very bad stuff. And what we are seeing today is Democrats seeming to have a fanned anti-Trump hatred and now blaming him. For the violence that's occurring right now in America. Can you can you believe that? A Democratic Party suffering from a form of what people are coming to calling it Trump derangement syndrome. It's disgusting, folks. It's it's terrible. The amount of crap that is going on in this country. Terrible stuff. Terrible, terrible stuff. I want to go into an article here uh, off of uh, Breitbart. Yeah, Breitbart. Uh, you know, I love that. I love that news platform. I love it because it's 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 not biased news. They tell it right down the right down the middle, the way every news platform organization should report news on. Right down the middle, no bias, no negative, no nothing. Report it right down the middle. This is coming out of Breitbart uh, earlier today. From an article here from Maxine uh, Waters, right? Now, Now claiming that she is not violent. Oh, yeah. She says, I am nonviolent, according to uh, Maxine Waters, of what people are now calling her Mad Maxine. The flicks from the call to get more confrontational GOP criticizing me to distract from domestic terrorism insurrection led by Trump. Yeah, now, now she's blaming Trump for what's going on. This latest article, this latest debauchery of uh, of what people are uh, criticizing uh Representative Maxine Waters, yeah, Democrat from California, now once again defended her loaded rhetoric at the recent protest in Minnesota, describing the sharp criticism and response to her remarks as Republican effort. Yeah, now she's saying her remarks is it's 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 now becoming a Republican effort to divert attention from the January 6th Capitol Hill riot, which she referred as domestic terrorism insurrection spearheaded by former president Donald Trump. Oh yeah, she's going to call that as domestic terrorism uh insurrection. But yet again, will she will she uh announce the domestic terrorism that's going on in every major city in America? Of course not. Of course not. No, no, no. That doesn't fit her narrative, folks. No, no. She won't she won't claim the domestic terrorism that happened uh just uh what, uh, earlier the last week. In the outmits of uh, what happened, uh, of the latest uh, police activity, 
in the Brooklyn Center uh, section of uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. No, she won't. She won't. She 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 won't claim that as uh, domestic terrorism. No, she won't do that. Will she claim people uh, uh, bashing windows uh, late last year in downtown Atlanta? Destroying a city block near the CNN building? No, she won't claim that as domestic terrorism. What about what about every national riot in this country, if I can say it like that, in every major city? Will she will she claim that as domestic terrorism? No, she won't do that. According to Waters, okay, from a Los Angeles Times uh, published this just yesterday. She says, and I quote, I attended a peaceful rally to demonstrate my support in this fight to get justice for people of color who are violated and killed day in and day out. While there are, and I was asked, Miss Waters, what do we do if we don't get a guilty verdict? What should protesters do? And this is what she said, folks. This is what she said. And she responded, and I quote, this is what she said. We got to stay on the street and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. Confronting injustice has been my life's work. And that is coming from the representative's mouth herself. That's what she said. If they don't get a guilty verdict, she wants protesters to stay on the street and get more active. That is coming from a representative. A congresswoman. And if that's not inciting violence, I don't know what is, folks. I do not know what is. And then she goes on and says, Now because of who I am, the right wing and members of Congress who subscribe to the views of groups like QAnon, the Oath Keepers, the Proud Boys, and even the KKK have targeted me. So now she's playing the victim card. Because it's all Donald Trump's fault. All Donald Trump's fault of why America is the way it is. No, Miss Waters. The country is the way it is, is because the radical left of Democrats could care two shits about what's going on. They only make their narratives of when it's actually important or when the mainstream media wants to use it for their mainstream uh, message on their headline of the news that night. You can fact check that. It goes on here. I mean, it's oh, on Sunday, just this past Sunday. Waters joined protests outside the police station in Brooklyn Center, in Minnesota, where she urged demonstrators to remain in the streets unless former Minneapolis police officer uh, Chauvin is convicted in death of George Floyd on Wednesday. So she's now urging these demonstrators to raise more hell, more chaos... And more violence in the streets. Folks, if you want to understand who the authors of destruction, chaos, and mayhem is, it's the radical left. They are way out of control, they are out of line, and they are out of touch. If I may add, 
a very well downplayed message by former President Ronald Reagan that had a lot to say about Democrats or public figures being out of line and out of touch. Very well said by uh, President Reagan. They are out of line, folks, and this stuff needs to stop. Hi, folks. Welcome to today's show. Uh, For those who are just joining in, uh, we're talking about uh, very, very heated stuff. Uh, You know, before I go any further, you know, this this type of Democrat party that we're seeing from from this administration and, and people in that inner circle... Uh, they're out of control, folks. They are out of control. You know, I've gone into a little bit of, uh, you know, Representative Waters, Maxine Waters, now, uh, uh, now saying that she 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 encourages and 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 supports people uh, to the voice their opinions if certain outcomes are not met. Like these demo these Democrats, folks, are literally influencing the hate that we are seeing on the streets today. And it's really, really bad stuff. Really bad stuff. You know, I mean, is this kind of the, the warning uh, issue statements that we've uh, that we've heard from, uh, from former President uh, Ronald Reagan and others saying that if America does not clean up its acts, it will get worse? Well, folks, we are seeing that. We are seeing that right before our eyes. Was former President Ronald Reagan right? Of the chaos that was going on with the uh, the institutions and the uh, the universities back in the uh, the eighties, the early eighties, mid eighties, the rioting back then, the violence, a lot of similarity of what we're seeing today. A lot of similarity. The Black Panthers back in the late 80s, early 90s, going into what we now have of modern day uh, uh, Black Lives Matter. Different name, but a lot of similarity, right? The KKK was formed by Democrats. But see, you'll never see the KKK uh, uh, admitting to that, that the KKK was, was formed under democratic organizations wasn't formed under republican organizations grand wizards at some point were former politicians democratic politicians but you'll never see that coming out of the uh, far left they'll never never admit to that they'll always put it on the right wing of Republicans, oh, the de- the KKK came from the from the Republican Party, not the Democratic Party, folks. That's lies upon lies of this party, and that's why I say they are out of control, out of control, out of touch, out of step. They need to be stopped, or some of them put out of office because they are out of control. Out of control, folks. Terrible stuff. 
In other news, did anybody hear the uh, the Kathleen or Bruce Jenner or whatever you want to call come to call her or him now wanting to run uh, for political uh, power, so to speak? Yes, Bruce Jenner, Kathleen Jenner, whomever is now wanting uh, to run for uh, governor of California. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kathleen Jenner vows to put an end to Gavin Newsom's disastrous time as governor. Oh, yeah. What what kind of change is she going to (laughs) bring? Or he going to bring? Or is it the same? I, I don't know. I mean, do we have to call her Kathleen Jenner... Or should we just call her for who she is? I mean, she's a, she's, it's a man, right? It's a man stuck in a woman's uh, uh, delusional uh, body, right? Folks, you know, this is a former uh, Olympian, right? That uh, that had a uh, a supposed sex change, and uh, turned into a, a reality TV star. Uh, Jenner is now coming to uh, put a vow to put an end to Gavin Newsom's uh, disastrous time as governor. Oh yeah, well, okay. Well, that's good. But I mean, what what can this uh, uh, this 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 former Olympian, uh, now reality TV star, uh, uh, think that uh, he or she can do better, right? In a statement released uh, earlier today, earlier uh, this morning, after filing paperwork to run against him in a likely California recall. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Jenner said, California has been my home for nearly 50 years. I came here because I knew any that anyone, regardless of their background or station in life, could turn their dreams into reality. But for the past decade, we have seen the glimmer of the Golden State reduced by one-party rule that places politics over uh, progress and special interest over people. Sacramento needs an honest leader with a clear vision. Oh, and, and you're going to give it to him, right? Right, Jenner? <laughs> it still says that, and it states that uh, he said, or he or she says that, I have been a compassionate disruptor throughout my life. From representing the United States and winning a gold medal at the Olympics to helping advance the movement for equality. As Californians, we now face a now or never opportunity to fundamentally, fundamentally excuse me, fix our state before it's too late. Taking on Sacramento politicians... And their special interests that fund them requires a fighter who isn't afraid to do what is right. I'm a proven winner. I'm the only outsider who could put an end to Gavin Newsom's disastrous time as governor. Oh, okay. (laughs) And then she goes into saying that small business has been uh, devastated because of the over-restrictive lockdown and blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, that's that's good and dandy. And then she goes into taxes and killing job. But okay, that's I'm just going to end it there. That that's good and dandy. But I mean, you know, 
if this is if she's serious about running, what's she gonna run as? A Democrat, a govern, uh, a Democrat, a a Republican, uh, uh, an Independent. I mean, what could we see this uh, this reality TV star, former Olympian, run as? I mean, if anything, folks, this would be history, no doubt about it. The first uh, cross gender as a uh, as a governor. I mean, it would be history. And if she could get the votes, God willing, if she could get the votes in, uh, all power to her. Uh, is this going to be another uh, another political uh, 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 nightmare of a uh, of a joke? Uh, I think so. Is this going to be another uh, uh, another uh, outsider thinking just because of an outsider like Donald Trump, a former businessman, reality TV star, uh, running and successfully uh, winning the presidency? Uh, just because he can do it, anybody else can do it. Uh, you know, are we going to see a lot more of that? I, I think we will. I think we will because you know, now people are seeing, saying, you know, if if Trump can do it, then you know, why can't I? Well, more power to you. If you get the votes in, more power to you. Uh, like I say, I'm not going to believe something until I see it. You know. But uh, what's this other one here? Uh, oh, <laughs> mask wearing is now. Wait, what? I, I don't know. They're now. Wait, Joe Biden wears a mask during virtual climate summit with world leaders. What, why the hell is he wearing a mask? And it's a vert. Oh, boy. More delusional from Joe, right? President Joe Biden, it says right here, President Joe Biden wore a mask during the climate summit with world leaders uh, just yesterday. Even though it was virtual, Biden appeared at a virtual stage of summit held virtually as a result of the coronavirus pandemic while wearing a mask. Why the hell was he wearing a mask if it was virtual? I I don't understand that. Stupidity. I don't even want to go into that. Uh, That's scenario and article with that um some more uh more out of touch uh, uh democrats here <laughs> um here's an article coming out of uh uh Sharpton Al Sharpton oh, what's this nut job have to say we are seeing the absolute time that policing must be def- defined by the federal government what so now they're they're wanting police but they want to make it federalized instead of localized like what the hell is the difference are they going to have more weapons are they is there going to be more uh government control on its people if they use it more on a federal uh, uh base than an actual uh local uh, uh community uh or township based uh Uh, earlier today, on the uh, MSNBC's uh, Morning Joe network, uh, anchor Al Sharpton pushed for uh, policing uh, to, to be defined by the federal government. This call comes following the Derek Chavin verdict. Oh, so ever since uh, the, 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 the Chavin verdict, 
we're, we're, what we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna want to make it more uh, politicized now. We're gonna have to make it more uh, more about politics. I keep on telling people, stop using the political game because you got one bad damn apple in the basket. So now all of a sudden, because of the uh, the Chauvin verdict, this is all going to be politicized now. Everybody's going to politicize the hell out of it. And then Sharpton uh, uh, warned that if change is not made, America will continue to see these things. And it will end up tearing the society apart. The society's already being torn apart. I think you're a little late there, Sharpton. Oh, you got to listen to this crap that uh, that's coming out of this stupid hack of a of a, of a, of a lawmaker. You got to listen to this uh, this joke. Like to be there in, in Minnesota yesterday. <clears throat> it was very emotional, and uh, uh, emotional, I think yeah. that some of the uh, real lift the family got was that so many other families the family of uh, Philando Castillo who was also killed by police in Minneapolis George Floyd's family who just two days ago watched the policeman uh, convicted of three counts or uh, two counts of murder one count of manslaughter all of these families was there the list on and on so it gave them a sense of, of bonding with people that understood their pain and uh it, the, the, the thing that really gets you is that you're going to funerals of people that were killed by police and you're standing there telling the family that, uh, yes, this is wrong, but you have to have the strength to fight on. And you're telling the community these are not all police because 10 police testified at the trial of Derek Chauvin, which is what helped lead to his conviction. But at the same time, we've got to have federal legislation to deal with how we can make sure we hold criminal police accountable. So it was all of that mixed together. Uh, the governor was there. Both the U.S. senators were there. Uh, he was really given a tremendous send off. But who wants a send off at 20 years old because they say the tags on your car expired and the police officer said, I thought I had a taser in my hand. It was a gun and killed him. Yesterday, of course, was all about grieving that young man. But is there a sense, Rev, as you travel around and talk to people that maybe the conviction of Derek Chauvin is some kind of an inflection point that things may change? We hear Karen Bass, Congresswoman Karen Bass, talking yesterday about the likelihood of getting the George Floyd uh, policing bill through. Tim Scott talking about it on the other side. Is there a sense that in this moment things may change? I think that the possibility of change is absolutely uh, there at this moment. I've talked to Congresswoman Bass. I've talked to Senator Cory Booker. Uh, there are conversations going with Tim Scott. If, at, as you saw a conviction of Chauvin, and then you see during the trial the uh, killing of, of Dante uh, Wright, and now we have a situation we're looking to see what it is in Ohio and North Carolina, all in this short period of time. Breonna Taylor and, and uh, Ahmed Aubrey and all of these cases happen right around the time of George Floyd. If we can't do it now, when will we ever be able to do it? I think the time has come for the nation to deal with it. President Biden and Vice President Harris has said it needs to be dealt with. We are seeing the absolute time that policing must be defined by the federal government. And if we don't do it, we're going to continue to see these things. And it will end up tearing the society apart in an irreparable way. Oh, shut up.
Shut like up. to be there in, in Minnesota. Shut up. Turn this crap off. Turn it off. Turn it off. Don't want to hear it anymore. So just because you got what? One or two, three incidents that happened by crooked cops, which don't get me wrong, you know, uh, they committed murder. Don't get me wrong. They should, they, they, they used a, a, excessive force by, a, by, by themselves as a police officer. Don't get me wrong about that. They should be tried to the highest extent of the law. Don't get me wrong with that. So you have three incidents. Now you have three incidents. Now you want to recall the entire police force, the entire police agencies of America. You want to federalize it because of three incidents. Folks, you cannot continue to do this. You can't continue to just say, I want to abolish police because of this happening. Just because you have bad eggs in the apple, you cannot abolish and get rid of a police. We need police in this country. We do. Another idiot coming forward. Another uh, Democratic rep- uh, representative, Bush. We must defund the police, put money into education, mental health services. Yes, I agree with the second part. Put money into education and uh, mental services, without a doubt. Defund the police? No, we need our police. We can't defund the police. You defund the police, you're going to have more crime on the streets. What are the people not understanding? I mean, are they are they simple-minded morons? I mean, seriously. I'm sorry to get a little heated up. There's a lot of heated topics here. Sensitive uh, material we're covering on the show today. But see, these, these, these liberals... Of young people, that's what the problem is, folks. You have these young people that don't know right and wrong because they were never taught at a young age about right and wrong. Is it is it their fault? No, it's you know you blame it on the parents. The parents never uh, really taught them right and wrong. So what do they do when they grow up uh, as adults? They uh, they become uh, young women, young men, and they and they don't know any better because they they were never taught that at a young age, and that's what's wrong with our society today. This new generation of uh, of youth that that transforms into adults now, you know, many you know in their twenties and thirties that don't know right and wrong because the parents never sat down and t- uh, taught them uh, what the word no means and what the word yes means, the differences between the two of them. So now this uh, this young uh, Democratic Republican uh, Bush is saying, yeah, she wants to. Uh, uh, to propose a bill, another bill, to defund the police. We must defend, defund the police and put the money into education and mental services. So you want to take that money out of police agencies and put it into education and mental health. I agree with the, you know, like I said, put more money into education. Yes, put more money into mental health services. I agree with that 100%. Mental health is, is, is skyrocketing in America today. Depression, suicide rates at all-time high. Uh, more people drinking, smoking, doing drugs. You know, The education levels are, are, are very, very uh, uh, low. More people flunking out of uh, high school. Uh, 
the virtual schooling, I, 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 I've said from time after time after time, is, is a disaster of what we have in this country. We need to open up the schools. Uh, that we have to get back. Uh, you know, uh, we've, we've already seen uh, why kids can be in school now. You know, we, we understand that this, this, this virus uh, does not affect uh, children as much as it affects uh, elderly people with no immune system or a weak immune system for that part. You know, there should not be a reason why a child has to be out of school. I, I, I totally disagree with the virtual learning. Yes, maybe a couple months into the pandemic, but now that we're understanding it, uh, I, I totally agree that, you know, uh, uh, kids that have to, they have to go back to school without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, you, you, I mean, you're, 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 not only are you causing social issues, you're, ca- you're causing depression in kids today at historic highs that we've never seen before. And uh, and that's that, but yeah, let's uh, let, let let let's read here with, with with this representative here. This representative Corey Bush, yeah, she's a Democrat from uh, Missouri. Uh, said earlier today on ABC's uh, The View, a show I, I I can't stand. I'll never I'll never watch it. I'll plug it in from time to time on my show, but I won't I won't support their cause. I won't support their anything on that show. They are the most hateful, radical host I've ever seen in my entire life. Not only do they uh, uh, support uh, rage and violence and, and rioting, but they support this whole new radical left agenda. And that's why I don't support The View. I do not support it. But, oh, yeah, there are, oh, you got to listen to this. I'll, I'll plug it in here in the show in a little bit. But uh, she's now suggesting that re... re uh, real, uh, basically, she... Hold on, folks. I gotta, I gotta basically narrate, which because I don't want to read the whole thing. Okay, here we go. She's suggesting that the money for education, housing, and uh, mental health uh, needs to go to that purpose first. She wants to take all the money from police departments and relocate that money for education, housing, and mental health. So not only does she want to abolish the police. She wants to basically like destroy the entire uh, agency and every police department in the country. Like, what the hell? So, when we have to call up a a a, a nine one one office uh, 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 operator and say our house is being uh, robbed, like, what's going to happen then if you don't have any police? I mean, are these people simple-minded idiots? And she goes and she continues to go into the conversation since we don't have that in our country and people have been trying to figure it out so long. You know what? My push is that we defund the police, our police departments. I know people that don't want to hear, oh, well, we don't want to talk about defunding, but I want people to be clear about what I mean when I say defunding the police. I'm saying demilitarize the police. Uh, said the representative, demilitarize it? Like, what? And then she goes saying, I'm not speaking for the entire Black Lives Matter movement. When I say defund the police, I'm saying our militarized police forces across this country. I'm saying 150000 spent uh, on a uh, MRATP or 300000 
I'm saying ear gas and rubber bullets and stockpiling gear. I'm saying noise, uh, 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 munitions. Sorry, I'm getting a little heated. My words are going off here. And all those we have in our police department, she says, that hurt people like us. So she wants people, uh, police officers, she wants to defund them. She wants to rip them of their, uh, their, uh, of, their, of their guns, which they need for protection. And she wants them to use either ear gas or rubber bullets. So when you have a thug that has a semi-automatic weapon that has actual real bullets, right? How the hell is a rubber bullet going to stop a freaking uh, uh, 45 Magnum? Uh, uh, what? This, this is what she says. You think I'm making this crap up? You got to hear it. Listen to this crap. Congresswoman Cori Bush. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. Hello there. Welcome to the show again, my dear. Very nice to have you here. So uh, let me start with this, because this is something on my mind. Now, you wrote a letter urging Senate Democrats to eliminate the filibuster, which you held a press conference about yesterday. So first, explain to the audience why you think a filibuster is the filibuster is such a bad idea. I don't think we uh, totally understand why you want to get rid of it. Yeah. Go ahead. So the filibuster is this Jim Crow relic that has been used to stall um, so much legislation. You know, we need from workers' rights to democracy reform. We have a mandate to deliver on a bold agenda and to do whatever is necessary to advance our fight for justice and economic prosperity. Um, And this filibuster sits in the way of that. And when I think about the people across America and people in my district, you know, they want us to deliver on voting rights and health care and LGBTQ protections, racial justice, welcoming our immigrants, workers' rights, D.C. statehood, environmental justice, $15 an hour minimum wage. But we can't because this sits in the way. The people don't care about what's in the way. They want us to deliver. Refer to it as the Jim Crow filibuster. And the House passed D.C. statehood yesterday, but Republicans are planning to block it in the Senate. You've said ending that filibuster is key to D.C. becoming the 51st state. How so? You know, um, because ending the filibuster, uh, then we are able, the Senate is able to go ahead and have this vote that we believe we would be where we would be able to cross get this out of get this this legislation out of process and go ahead and bring it home to the people so that we can have the 51st state um you know it's time because in not having um washington dc as uh, having the washington dc um, become our 51st state we're talking about a predominantly black community who um does not have the same voice that my community has in Congress right now. Um, We're talking about, uh, and why is that? Why can't they have the same voice? I just feel like anything that is holding back regular everyday people in our communities, we should be ready to do the work to, to change that. And if it means removing something that has, let me say this, but let me and let me let me let me make sure that this point is is clear. The, it's not that the filibuster that we can't do anything with the filibuster. When Mitch McConnell was in power, he did change the filibuster to install Supreme Court justices, and that will permanently change the landscape of our country. It's too high of a cost to say 
you know, that we can't do this or what happens later if this is done. We have the Senate, we have the House, we have the presidency. We have to deliver for the American people. It has to start there and the biggest chunk of the investment should be there. Congresswoman, to bring it back to police reform, earlier this week when Derek Chauvin was found guilty on all counts of murdering George Floyd, you and Congresswoman Ayanna Presley embraced. You said his conviction meant, quote, accountability but not yet justice, unquote. What will that justice look like to you? Life. Just That justice to me looks like um, it would have been... George Floyd alive. It would have been a Tatiana Jefferson alive. Ayanna Stanley Jones, the baby seven-year-old um, at the time, alive. Dante, Dante Wright, they just buried him on yesterday alive. That's what justice would look like. Because, you know, we sat, so, so many of us sat by with bated breath, wondering what's going to happen with this verdict. And we shouldn't have had to think that we're, you know, we, we were thinking, will a police officer be, be held accountable for his actions for uh, killing another turn person? Her off, turn um, her with her a off, turn her off, turn her off. Anybody notice in that video where they got the, the, the Black Lives Matter? Black Lives Matter uh, 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 logo right in the right right on the wall of the Congresswoman. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how uh, politicized that looks on her uh, on her resume, where she has uh, a domestic terrorism uh, organization that she su- apparently supports. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can look at that video right on Breitbart. Yeah, you go right to Breitbart and you can you can look at that. Go right on to Breitbart and look at that. Yeah, the, this is coming from Congresswomen that actually support this. Oh yeah, they they support it. They support rioting. They support uh, looting. They support destruction, mayhem. Yeah, but then when it comes to police shootings, they politicize the hell out of it, and it's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong for what they're doing. They're politicizing the hell out of uh, out out of these uh, police shootings. And then we went into an article uh, just yesterday. I mentioned this uh, yesterday on yesterday's podcast about Nancy Pelosi's remarks on uh, George Floyd. So damn respectful, disrespectful. If anything was so damn disrespectful by uh, Speaker Pelosi is what she had said uh, Wednesday. After the Speaker thanked George Floyd for sacrificing his life for justice, calling uh, her remarks so damn disrespectful. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's what I call it. This is so damn disrespectful. George Floyd didn't choose to die. Uh, at Nancy Pelosi, he was murdered by a killer cop operating through white supremacy. Uh, that's according to the official Black Lives Matter uh, Twitter account, which has one million followers. Remarked, "There just isn't uh, there. There isn't just uh, justice here." Uh, basically. Uh, 
they remarked right after that. So I guess the Black Lives Matter, they 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 don't uh they they they, dis- they disagree with that that statement that uh Speaker Pelosi said. Huh. That's surprising. Yeah, I I I put that on the show the uh yesterday. For those who didn't hear that, you I mean, you got to listen to this. This this is sick stuff, folks. This is, I'm, I'm telling you. These Democrats are out of control. You got to listen to this. This is this is a this is a a, a a speaker, a representative of the House of Representatives, Speaker Pelosi at a congressional Black Caucus pressure after the uh, Chauvin verdict, and and she's actually she's actually thanking George Floyd for sacrificing his life for justice, like she's speaking to him up in the heavens. This is this is very disrespectful. You got to listen to this crap. This is this is actually your your house speaker literally speaking. Like I said, I'll plug it into the show once again if you didn't hear it on uh, yesterday's podcast. Uh, like I said, I I was I was shocked to hear this. Like I said, th- these these Democrats are out of control of the words that they use. Thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice, for being there to call out to your mom. How how heartbreaking was that? call out for your mom I can't breathe but because of you and because of thousands millions of people around the world who came out for justice your name will always be synonymous with justice thank you George Floyd yeah, that's for sacrificing crazy. your life crazy stuff yes crazy crazy stuff folks when does it stop when does it stop when is this chaos ever going to stop in this country? That being said, folks, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll be right back after these words. Don't go anywhere. Hey, guys. This show today is brought to you by Twitch. Twitch app. Uh, what a great app, guys. Uh, not only do we use it for the podcast here, uh, but uh, it's basically used by a lot of different types of shows. Uh, it's popular with talk shows, podcasting. Uh, not only is is that popular, but if you're a gamer, guys, oh, you're gonna love Twitch. Uh, you could uh, uh, basically uh, uh, stream your own video uh, game that you're playing right on the Twitch. Uh, as well as talking to fellow gamers on that app, uh, it's uh, it's cutting edge, guys. Uh, head over to twitch.tv uh, and uh, plug it in, guys, because you'll you'll love it. Uh, it's available on Google Play and the App Store. Download it today, guys. You'll love it. Hi, uh, folks. Back here on the show, uh, guys. You know. It- the times that we're living in is just is just crazy and chaotic. Uh, I I sometimes wonder, you know, like, is it even sensible or or is it even does it even make sense to even come on the airways to talk about half the crap that we we face as a country? And I, you know, there, there trust me, there there is a lot of times where I, sometimes I. 
I want to skip a podcast and I don't even want to do podcasting anymore. But then there's times where, you know, I feel that if I, if I don't do a podcast, uh, you know, I'm not getting the message out there. I'm not waking up the, the, the so-called what Trump would used to call them the sleeping giants, right? The people that actually matter in this country, the voices of America, patriotic voices that normally get silenced out. Folks, we, we, when will this end? I don't know. I will not understand when it will end. But it's going to have to come down to a time where we have to literally wake up and understand that uh, we can't, we cannot continue to live like this as a society. No country in the world can survive this crap that we're going through. No country in the world can, can, can survive this crap. With that being said, guys, I'm going to close it out here on to today's show. Uh, I also want to uh, announce and uh, uh, try to remind some of my listeners on uh, Tuesday, uh, this upcoming Tuesday, the 27th, and also the 28th, we're going to have a uh, uh, a special surprise on the show. Uh, Rooster's coming back on uh, Tuesday night show. As well, it's going to be a double header on that, on that show. Uh, we're going to have our regular Twitch live stream uh, with Rooster and I. Uh, that should be a really good show. Have a real, have a, have, we have an awesome surprise on that show. Uh, celebrating the, sh- uh, the podcast's two-year anniversary. Yes, it's been two years already. I can't can't believe it. Still, even to this day, it's it's made it up to the two year mark. So that's awesome. Gonna celebrate the podcast's two year anniversary, as well as a Zoom call over to uh, uh, Dex, my cousin. Uh, he's gonna be coming on the show again as a guest. Always a privilege and uh, an honor to have uh, my cousin Dex in the show. Uh, for those who don't know uh, Dex, Dex has an awesome Twitch uh, channel, uh, Dexlexia. Uh, you can head over there and check him out. It's an uh, awesome gamer. If you guys are into the gaming industry, head over there. Uh, the man knows everything about gaming. But uh, I'm going to have him on the show, on the audio version, uh, on a Zoom call with uh, Rooster and I. Uh, on Tuesday, so Tuesday going to be a double header, uh, an audio version, and also a uh, Twitch uh, live stream. So uh, uh, join us over there on Twitch, and then later on that night, uh, later that night, uh, roughly between 10 and 11 p.m., uh, you'll hear the uh, the audio version of uh, of uh, Dex, myself, and Rooster. Uh, for that Zoom call that we have later that night on all audio platforms such as Google, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and uh, and others. So uh, tune out to those two episodes. Should be a really good one. As well as Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday having uh, uh, another double header of a, of a podcast, regular audio, and also the Twitch uh, live stream. So tune out over there. Uh, it's going to be a really good uh, uh, set of two days of uh podcasting and uh as always folks uh thank you for tuning into tonight's podcast and uh we'll see you on the next one guys thanks a lot
You just heard an episode of the Patriot Angle Podcast. An anchor platform.